0: Welcome to the If I Add More Time podcast at Mariner's Church. This podcast series invites you into a casual conversation with our senior pastor, Eric Geiger, and our teaching team to hear a few helpful insights and truths they wish they had time to include in the weekend message. Be sure that you have listened to this weekend's message prior to listening to the podcast so you get the most out of our current series. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the If I Had More Time podcast. We are on week three of our series, Losing It, Overcoming the Grip of Anger. And I'm here with Eric Geiger, our senior pastor, and Esther Chung, our women's pastor. We're very excited to have you.
1: Thank you for joining us, Esther.
0: Thank you for having me. It was an amazing message yet again. This has been an awesome series. It's yep. really been fun. We started out with goats.
1: It's been fun. Anger has yeah. been fun. I
0: imagine that.
1: <laughs> we began with goats.
0: We began with goats. We'll never
1: say that on about another teaching series ever. You know, we started this series with goats.
0: <laughs> i i hope that we have another series like that with
1: animals another live animal series
0: (laughs) it'll be ducks next year (laughs) some other petting zoo animal um addressing anger this the message was amazing we just got to hear eric deliver the message for our online community uh this week is amazing another really practical really helpful one but also very rich um, Eric, if you had had more time, you, you've been preparing and planning for this series for so long. We, I, I am loving seeing it all come to life because you've had so much passion around this series and how helpful it's going to be. Um, but I know that there's more yeah. that you that you have to share. Totally. So if you had had more time this week, what would you have? Yeah.
1: What would you have brought? This uh, was a sermon where I did a lot of cutting. This could have been a really long sermon just because the text that we read has so much meat. Within the text, right? Right. So I'll just read one of the verses that we read. We read. We read a, a bunch of the verses, but verse thirty-one of Ephesians four says, "I'm going to actually read from the NIV." Uh, in as I read, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. So you have right there, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander. Malice. So you have six different words, and in the original language. Each of those words is really powerful. So as you know, the New Testament was written in Greek, and so bitterness uh, in the original language it, it means a burning resentment. So when you are bitter towards someone, there's a, a resentment, but it's a burning, deep resentment. Like you're having a hard time moving forward because you don't just resent someone. It, it burns you, yeah. right? So it's a, it's a really powerful word. Rage is a boiling, explosive action. Oh. So when somebody, we, we talk about rage room, so that, that, that's an accurate depiction. It's, there's an action. So ra- Rage yeah. is an action. You're not yeah. only holding it in. You know, bitterness is you're holding this resentment in. Mm. Rage is an explosive action. So then you have the word anger in this passage, and it is a passionate, smoldering feeling of disgust. So that's a really strong concept, too, that there's a smoldering disgust that you're feeling. Then there's brawling. And it's similar to rage in that it's external. It's a loud outburst with a loss of control. Then there's slander. In the original language, this word will sound familiar to you. It's the word blasphema. So it's where we get blasphemy from. And it's where you defame someone else because of your bitterness. Wow. And then there's malice, and it's ill will towards another. Now, if you notice in the passage we read... It's get rid of all forms of malice. So some scholars believe that malice is the overarching term and that these other five terms are a a display of malice because it's then get rid of other forms of malice. In other words, anger and malice, they're so comprehensive and so deep in your life that these five words, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, and other forms of malice that— That this is so destructive to you that it expresses itself in different ways. And so some some are more likely to have a burning resentment. Mm-hmm. That's bitterness. Others, you know, are more likely to be the hot-headed person who outbursts. Others are more likely to slander or defame someone. Mm-hmm. But all of these things have to be removed from your life is what oh. is what he's saying. So if I had more time, I would have gone through each of these words just because yeah. the power of those words uh, I think by looking at those words in the original language, you actually get a sense of, oh man, this is really severe. Yeah. Like the That's what right. what anger does to me yeah, is is, yeah. is severe.
0: I I am thinking, looking at each of these definitions, some of them are the the people who are suppressing, it's what they experience, Mm -hmm. and then people who are expressing, it's what they're experiencing.
1: Oh, man, now I really wish I had more time on the sermon. That's really insightful. Mm -hmm. Totally. Some of them have action. Yeah, Bitterness would be suppressing, Uh right? Rage would be expressing. Uh The anger, the smoldering feeling of disgust would be suppressing. Brawling. Yep. would be expressing. Slander yeah. would be expressing. And then malice, um, in in the original language is actually the word it's spelled K-A-K-I-A. And so when I one time in Miami when I was pastoring there, I I walked through all of these words with the people. And our church had a ton of Hispanics in the church because Miami's, you know, so Hispanic. I when I moved to Miami Uh, it was 14% Caucasian, and when I left Miami, it was 9% Caucasian. So it just continually became, you know, more and more of just all kinds of cultures, but a lot of Hispanics. So I made the joke that, because in Espanol, caca is the word for, like, doo-doo, you know, (laughs) refuse, dung, whatever. And so I was like, so you got to get rid of your malice. And the original language is caca. You got to get rid of, you got to get rid of the caca because it will mess with you. And everybody's like, ah. One sermon
0: they'll never forget. They'll never forget that. (laughs) My pastor said caca. caca. Uh, My pastor said caca. It's a Greek word. Don't
1: forget. And I was like, guys, it was a Greek word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just, just, just giving you the original language. Yeah. But the, the reality of it, it does stink up your life, mess up your life, corrode yeah, your totally. life. It yeah. it is you you do not want this in your life. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, yeah. you. When you read that Ephesian scripture and it, you talk about don't give the devil an opportunity. Mm-hmm. A question that popped up for me that Esther and I were even just chatting about, like I'm, it it got me curious. Why does what does the devil see as an opportunity in our anger? Like why why is that something that he yeah. can get get our, a hold of our hearts with? What do you guys think? Yeah, I was just thinking about as when
2: we were hearing you, you preach this message, I was reminded of the quote: um, "The enemy dines on what we withhold from the Lord," mm. and how anger is really a, a, an expression or of unforgiveness, and unforgiveness is the exact opposite of the gospel. Yeah. yeah. And so, if the enemy can keep you angry, um, internally or externally, then he'll harden your heart slowly but surely. Even sometimes you don't even notice, and then and then that like distances your intimacy with the Lord. You forget to experience the gospel continually. Yes. I love in the at the end of the message you were talking about always remembering, like it's a continual yep. thing, always removing. And so it keeps us from the proactive awareness of the presence of God, the voice of God in our lives, and yeah. Christ being formed in us. It's and so I'm like, but it's so subtle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Very I get right. why it says don't give the enemy an opportunity because once yeah. he gets in, yes, you won't even notice it. He yeah, gets you through a know? cracked
1: door of, of anger. Yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate, Esther, the emphasis of it moves us away from remembering the gospel because, yeah. I mean, sadly in my life, in seasons of anger or moments of anger, I am not thinking of the Lord. Mm. Now, I'm talking about unrighteous anger, not the righteous anger, which we'll talk about more in a couple of weeks. But the the unrighteous anger, or the or even the righteous anger that be moves to being unrighteous, I'm consumed with that thing,
2: yeah,
1: or that person who's wronged me, and I'm not consumed with what Jesus has done for me.
2: Oh, yeah. And
1: so that the giving the devil an opportunity on anger mm. moves me into forgetting the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally mo- right. moves me into ungratitude. Yeah, I mean, you are not filled with gratitude and anger at the same time, mm. right?
0: Wow, I don't, I don't think it's possible. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. not an
1: unholy anger. No, yeah. yeah,
0: no, I don't think so. I thought about um, one of my favorite Bible teachers is Beth Moore, and um, I heard her speak at a conference one time, and uh, she she had this quote where she. <laughs> she's in her bethmore way like your your grandmother of the faith coming in <laughs> like get this down to the marrow of your bone the enemy is not after your car mm. your friendships your job not not even your relationship with your spouse he's after one thing and that is your faith well wow. and it's that all of those other things are the conduit to which he can pull us farther and farther from god so yep. Anger for me in this series, I've been thinking about how much it steals from our relationships with people, Mm -hmm. how much it's wrecked, you know, marriages and Mm -hmm. friendships and sibling relationships and um, and how much that just. Eats at us. We were designed to be with one another. Yeah. And then when I I saw I saw this and or, or, or heard you say it just now in the message of don't give the devil an opportunity. It's like oh what's he really after? Even by destroying my relationships with anger. Yeah. He's actually trying to pull me farther from God too. Wow. So it's a massive opportunity for him yeah. whenever yeah. whenever I'm angry and whenever yeah. I hold on to my bitterness or my rage. Wow.
2: And I wonder if anger is misplaced worship yeah like i know we're reading the book like our staff is reading a book and it's talking about basically sin is misplaced worship and if anger is a sin it's misplacing you know or giving myself more authority to determine if something is right or wrong and holding on to the right of being offended and but that actually belongs to the lord yes and so yeah like wanting the enemy wanting to steal our faith wanting to steal
0: worship yeah yeah wow that's right um, Esther, you are a women's pastor. Yes, I am. <laughs> we love that. We love what's going on in Marinette. Yeah, oh, she I doesn't. know us just had a, a crazy thing last night yeah. with all of these women learning how to study the Bible So here. cool. So special. Um, we, we've been chatting over this, like maybe common misconception, right? Mm-hmm. About anger, um, I'm thinking about movies, right? Movies, yeah. shows. It's always the dad that loses their mind. Yeah, over so something. I'm the, I'm the <laughs>
1: only angry one in right. this conversation. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Like
0: Esther and I are you, over yeah. here, and we're you guys never are mad. So we're sweet getting you know, say yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, halos yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, and um, I'm I'm just curious, like what what do we see? And even I mean, you've got your girl, dad. Though, like you you've got tons of women in your life oh, that you're probably well acquainted with our emotions. <laughs> yeah. you Yeah, know? like. Uh,
1: Hey, I, I might have opinions, but I'm not saying
0: anything. <laughs> right, this man. will just be a conversation with Esther and yeah. I then. But I would just like to say I got a lot of girlfriends, all yeah. all sisters in my family. I I would say we're pretty angry too sometimes. For sure. Right? Like, would you say it's a misconception?
2: Yeah, I think based on, you know, different cultures or different personalities, like anger is expressed differently or um, the norm of anger being expressed is different. You know, yeah. there are some cultures that are more expressive than, and some cultures that aren't, yeah. but, you know, I think the scriptures talk about how the Lord weighs the heart and kind yeah. of Eric, what you brought up with the different definitions of, of bitterness and like, yeah, whether it's internally held or externally expressed, yeah. God looks at the heart. And yeah. so, and, you know, I think if you have things that you love and, um, you're prone to be angry, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. I
1: th- I, I, we were talking a little bit beforehand that it's, you know, I wouldn't call myself like a therapist perspective or a professional view of anger. I'm just mm-hmm. like walking through the scripture. But my casual observation, not backed by research, <laughs> is that people's expression of anger is more personality mm-hmm. than gender. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's some there's some men that tend to suppress and some yeah. that tend to express. And then I'm assuming, and I'm based on what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> that that's the case with women as well. That some may tend to suppress and others may tend to express.
0: Yeah. for
2: yeah. had life through, actually, through the series and going through the discussions, we asked, we went around and we asked all the husbands and wives, are you the one that expresses or suppresses? And it was pretty even. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: it, it, amongst the genders. So, so so you'd have some guys that were... yeah. yeah. Yeah, and some so, women that were more the other.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Like some snap me to talk about it right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some
1: are
0: like the hold it, hold it, hold it, and they're like, yeah. I've had enough. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, so that's yeah. good. It really is. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that it seems like that misconception is being torn apart a little mm-hmm. bit. Just if you were to look at like media storytelling that's happened in the last few years, you have mm-hmm. seen. Um, more of the like stronger female characters that mm-hmm. do are more expressive with their emotions coming out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it feels pretty shameful if you are a woman who loses it and you're like, oh, am I not supposed to? Because mm. that's only supposed to be the dude that does that or or whatever. So it's like, man, we all we all have something to deal with here yeah. on really? the on the topic of anger, regardless yeah. of gender.
1: We can be united in that we're all sinful. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, yeah. That, and that we all have Jesus. Yes, yeah. Amen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amen. Um, you talked about remembering and what an important part that is in addressing our anger, and um, then you got to lead us in communion. Yep. It was so beautiful. Tell us, tell us this connection and just the glory of the Lord for yeah. aligning our calendars yeah. to do this communion on this weekend. <laughs> I, I
1: think, Liz, you might have suggested uh, moving communion because I think we had communion last weekend scheduled.
0: I didn't remember suggesting it, but I guess I did. Good, good yes. for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then when we were looking at the, at the manuscript. I did not
0: bring this up so that you could affirm me. I am, <laughs> I, I am, I am affirming you.
1: But it, initially, we, we, we do schedule communion out because we want to have the discipline yeah. of having it on the calendar so that so, we can, we can right. remember. We can remember yeah. the death of Jesus on our behalf so we have it mapped out but it's flexible you know if there's a, a sermon where oh this this one really lends itself to communion and that's what happened on this on this mm. this week we had initially communion last week but as we were looking at the passage this week on forgive others as Christ has forgiven you mm. remember what he's done for you communion that's what communion is communion yeah. is you have a tendency to forget we have a tendency to forget what Christ has done for mm. us we have to remember, it's why Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're, gonna re- you're gonna forget at times wow. what I've accomplished for you. Then you'll start striving yourself. You're gonna start trying to earn your forgiveness. You'll start trying to build community on something less than me. Yeah. And so I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna put this practice in place in the church that I'm beginning, the Church of Jesus. He's, yes. It's him talking. And you're gonna take communion together so that you don't forget what I've done. Do this in remembrance of me. So okay. being able to take communion it with this passage was, I think, was good for our souls, wow. you know, to be able to remember. The communion gives me a, a visual picture of what Christ has done for me. Okay. The bread represents his body. The juice represents his blood. His body was absorbing the wrath of the Father yeah. against my sin. His blood was poured out for my forgiveness. Yeah. As I hold the bread, as I hold the juice, I have a a picture of what Jesus did for me
0: yeah. wow. wow oh wow. I'm getting just wrecked so afresh good. again because it's to um, imagine you know Jesus is um, administering it for the first time yeah. with yeah. all of his disciples well right before the one of the greatest displays of God's wrath as well as a time that wow. he could have been the the most angry the time that he could have lost it the most yeah. you yeah. know. And and he's teaching us then to remember, wow. right?
1: And, and offering us forgiveness oh my God. in yeah. that moment, right? That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's going to the cross because of our foolishness, yeah. and yet he's extending grace to us. Yeah, in the meal. Yeah, wow. You know, that's, that's beautiful. beautiful. That's how much he loves and how much he forgives.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well. Esther, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's awesome. Having to, me. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome to have you. Thanks for joining us today on the If I Add More Time podcast hosted by Mariner's Church. We hope to see you next weekend at any of our congregations across Southern California or online. To view our service times at each congregation, be sure to check out our website at marinerschurch.org.